The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The Hard Shoulders Bookshelf. Yes, last week on the bookshelf we had Evelyn Cusick, former head of forecasting at Metairn, who put, well, she put two books on the bookshelf uh, by Kazuo Ishiguro, uh, Clara and the Sun and Never Let Me Go. She also introduced her own category, favourite book from a dead author, Middlemarch by George Eliot. Um, anyway, back to more straightforward matters uh, this week. I, I hope Barbara Scully is with me, um, the freelance writer, columnist and broadcaster. Have you your own uh, unique categories you'd like to create? Yeah, I might create, yeah, because okay. I think I've got one extra book with All me. All right, so, yeah. okay. That's yeah. absolutely fine. We, there are many shelves yeah. in our hard shoulder book cabinet, is yeah, what we're going to have to call it. These don't fit neatly no. into categories. Our book cabinet. Uh, so, um, your favourite book, we'll start with that. The my main book, book you want to put onto the bookshelf. Okay, and this is my favourite recent book. Okay. Uh, because I've been reading ever since I, I know, was it's very hard, young. It's hard to pick one And book, it's very hard it? to pick one, yeah. So, but my favourite relatively recent book is Still Life by Sarah Winman, which... I, I was thinking about it afterwards. I read during COVID, so it's probably about three years old or there or thereabouts when it came out. And I had read uh, one of Sarah, I've read two of Sarah Winman's books before, one of which I loved, the other which I didn't. Um, but this one I picked up, as I say, uh, uh, during COVID. And actually, I think it was my mother who gave it to me. Um, and it, she loved it. And we had a very similar uh, taste in books. And it is just the most gorgeous book. Do you want me to give you a brief yeah. outline of what it's about? Don't give too much away now. No, well, I'll try not to. But it's one of these huge kind of um, sprawling, kind of meandering, oh, languid yeah. kind of books. It opens in 1944 at the end of the Second World War in Italy, uh, namely around Florence. Okay. And our, uh, the, the main character, I guess, is a guy called Ulysses. And um, he, the other character is an older woman called Evelyn. Ulysses is a young British soldier. Um, she's a historian with an interest in artworks and trying to save the artworks in Florence from the ravages of war, etc. Ulysses has left behind in London his wife Peggy, who's a bit of a head banger, works in a works in a pub, I think likes a bit of a drink, loves Ulysses and he loves her, but while he's away, she has a bit of a dingling with an American GI. Oh, and yeah. she has and she has a daughter. So when he comes home, uh, he finds out all of this. Um, but they have a nice relationship and they kind of understand each other. And even though they go their separate ways, uh, they never don't love each other. Mm. So Ulysses goes back after the war. He starts working in the pub as well. And then we meet this cast of kind of mad, quirky characters who form this kind of family um, who kind of look out for each other and mind each other. Um, and there's there's many characters, uh, but one of the well, two of the main ones would be um, Cress, who's a guy who uh, frequents the pub and he's an interesting, um, you know, kind of intelligent, erudite uh, fellow, but he also is given to visions, um, which mm. makes him quite interesting. And I think he is the, the fellow who owns a parish called Claude, who also has a voice in the book and has opinions oh, on great. various things. Honestly, it's brilliant. Anyway, what happens is Ulysses inherits a property in Florence from a soldier whose life he saved during the war. Okay. So he relocates back to Florence. This would have been in the 60s. Relocates back to Florence, fabulous house. And Cress goes with him and Claude the parrot goes with him. And he also takes his wife's daughter uh, with him as well. The daughter from the GI. From the GI. He does, the GI went back to America and never knew okay. that he had had a daughter. Um, and so this kind of band, uh, it, it's all about their life in Florence then over the next two decades. Various people from London come and go and stay mm. for a while and disappear back again. And then he picks, he, his path crosses again with Evelyn, um, who's now quite a, an elderly uh, woman. And it is just the most gorgeous 
novel. And again, I think possibly because I read it during COVID when we were restricted to yeah. two kilometres. I was yeah. in Florence. The sprawling nature of it appeared. Yeah, and also because Florence was nearly like another character in the book. It was beautifully described. Um, and, you know, down to the food and the coffee and the wine, as well as the art and, and an event which I never knew about, which actually happened in 1966 when the River Arno flooded. A lot of people died, a lot of people lost their homes, but a lot of artworks were covered in mud and were damaged oh, and right. destroyed. And volunteers came from all over and they were known as the Mud Angels helping to. So that features in it as well. It's just a really lovely book. Um, you know, it's not a thriller. It meanders along, but it's beautifully written. The characters are, are just very well drawn and... Um, if you want to spend some time in Florence. Ah, oh, sounds great. Uh, we actually, Fionn has the ultimate guide to Florence later in the show, Travel there Tuesday. Well, there you so go. serendipitous. Serendipitous. Uh, Still Life by Sarah Winman is a wonderful, brilliant book. I loved it. A great choice. Yeah, one great. of our listeners. There you go. So uh, a, a pride of place in the bookshelf for Still Life by Sarah I wish it was because I never give Winman. away books that I really like and I don't know where, I have a feeling that it was my mother's book and my mother, God bless her, died uh, just after COVID and uh, so I don't know what she did with the book. It's, it, you know, do you ever do you read on Kindle? No, you read actual no, books. No, I read actual books. The only time I read on Kindle is when I'm travelling yeah. long haul. It is one of the shortcomings you can't pass on the book. It's nice to pass on oh, books, isn't it? it's lovely to pass on a book, but I, I would never pass on a book that I really, really loved. Even though I would rarely go back and read a book for the second yeah. time, I like to have it on the shelf and to look at it. So I'm surprised that one's gone. I pass on Wizard of the Kremlin to my uncle the other day. Great book. I'm going to recommend it. Wizard of the Gremlins. The Wizard of the Kremlin. Of the, I thought you said of the of Gremlins. Of the Gremlins. <laughs> to spin off. Uh, it's actually a prequel to that Gremlins sounds like 1. sounds like a better book than it's Wizard of the Kremlin. G- Gizmo's origin story. <laughs> Brilliant. Younger people would be like, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? about? Gremlins was a big about. kind of uh, uh, cultural moment Absolutely. in the early 90s. Um, so what other books then would you like well, to give notable mention to? My honourable mention goes to my probably second favourite recent book, which is Hamnet, which was written by Maggie O'Farrell. Great book. A great book. And I'm a fan of Maggie O'Farrell's writing anyway, because I I don't normally go for historical fiction. And this is obviously set back in the, what, 1500s. Yeah. Um, But like the cover is amazing. And uh, because it was Maggie O'Farrell, I I invested. And boy, did I love it. Again, it is the most beautifully, I mean, all of the books that I like are beautifully written. But it is basically the story, although he is never mentioned by name, it is basically the story of Shakespeare's wife, really, and his family and his son, who was called Hamnet, who died when he was age 11 of the plague. The plague is in it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah, Maggie Frog goes into a big description about how the plague got to 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 the boy yeah. which was incredible um but it's a beautiful story as i say it's about this woman called agnes who is obviously anne hathaway and again back in those days i believe agnes and anne were kind of an interchangeable name but yes. maggie farrell calls her agnes who lives with her family in stratford we never shakespeare is never referred to by name mm. he's referred to as the husband or the father or i think what's he called the um the playwright um and so it's about their family life and then the tragedy of the boy dying and how they cope with that. One of the things I loved most about it was the character of Agnes, who's this kind of um, woman who is almost like a witch in that she's a healer and very in touch with nature, spends a lot of time out in the forest. So she's she's kind of feared, but she's also in demand by the community because, as I say, she's seen as a healer. Um also, the descriptions of just the domestic life are so vividly um, 
portrayed. Yeah. But you can see the house where they're living in and the activities of daily life from cooking to washing clothes and all of that kind of stuff. It's yeah. absolutely I'm trying to remember beautiful. the story. Is, there's a, is there a farm outside the town? She's, there is that she goes yeah, to and disappears right. yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, but as I say, again, it's got like, it's got a kind of whimsical, almost magical quality yeah. to it. And again, the location and the time is very well uh, uh, portrayed and, and, and evoked. And the writing is just sublime. So, um, yeah, it's uh, that's another one of my very favourite ones, which I did manage to hold on to and which does recline on my bookshelf. What are you reading at the moment? Well, actually, two books. This is where okay. I go off piste a little bit. Um, would you re- would you read a couple of books? No, have I wouldn't. All oh, right, I'm you don't ever have one on the go. Only ever have one on the go. Now, occasionally, I might have a non-fiction for some reason that I might be poddling along with as well. Yeah. But generally, I only would read one fiction at a time. And I have just finished. This is why I have two because I've just finished one and I've just started another. I've just finished John Boyne's Water. I am a big fan of John Boyne's writing. Again, one of our best writers. Yeah. This one is the first part of a of a um, what would you call it a quartet of linked novels. Okay. Uh, so this is water. I think the next one is earth, and then air, and then fire. Oh, it's like Captain Planet. Water. It's like where are you remember going? Captain Planet. No, I don't earth, remember. Water, Captain wind, Planet. fire, heart. <laughs> That's where he got his idea from. I have no idea. John Boyne, I know what you're up to. <laughs> But again, this is a beautiful novel. Again, the writing obviously is brilliant. The main protagonist is a woman who uh, heads off to an island on the we- off the west coast of Ireland to get over this scandal that has engulfed her family and her husband has been jailed and it's been quite public. So she changes her name, arrives, cuts her hair herself with the scissors, arrives to stay in this cottage on the island. And it's just about her time there. I don't want to give anything away because okay. that is a new book. But it again... Um, Beautifully written. Uh, it's an interesting concept, um, and the f- and I I absolutely loved it. And you know what? It's great if there's somebody who wants to get back to reading, but perhaps has fallen out of the okay. habit. It's a really short read. I see that. It's yeah. beautiful, but it's very small. And very often, I think if somebody's trying to get back into reading, a short book is a great way to do that. So I would highly recommend that. I'm very excited that there's three more coming. And then I also want to give an honourable mention because I've literally just started this. Rachel English. Oh, her um, new book. Her new book is called Whatever Happened to Birdie Troy? And the reason, and I've started this literally only yesterday. But anybody who's as old as I am, and I believe there are still some of us out there, (laughs) um, and who remembers Dublin in the very early 80s, 1980, 1981, when it was dirty, smelly, fallen down, colourless, but had the most vibrant music scene. And I remember that because I used to hang around after various different bands. And it's very well evoked in, in Is it, it kind of a Roddy Doyle type No, no, it? it's no? not a Roddy Doyle type because actually okay. most of the characters are not from Dublin. Oh, right, They're okay. They're from, um, I don't know, down the country somewhere. Be <laughs> <like>. <laughs> Outside the M50. They're right. So, yeah. You know, milking cows probably every morning. They're, they're not from West Cork, I know that, but they're from somewhere <laughs> over west. <laughs> but yeah, highly, I, I'm looking forward to getting more into it. It's uh, it's making me smile. Great books uh, suggested by Barbara Scotty. Still Life by uh, Sarah Wyman or Winman. Winman. Women, women uh, is her favourite book. Uh, well, favourite recent book. It's the one that is firmly going on the bookshelf. Notable mention as well to Hamlet by Maggie O'Farrell. And the book she is reading at the moment, Water by John Boyne and Rachel English's new book, Whatever Happened to Birdie Troy. Barbara, pleasure. Thanks a million Good uh, for coming into us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.